are listening to Weird Distractions Podcast, a podcast where we tell you weird stories of true crime, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal to bring you a weird distraction to your everyday life. I'm Alex. And Christy, your hosts. And we are back for episode 13, which is a special episode. Lucky number 13. Lucky. Favorite number. Lucky number 13. So Christy is actually going to be telling our true crime story this week. Before we dive in, we have a little bit of housekeeping. So episodes <laughs> 11 and 12, you probably noticed that Christy was a little bit louder than I was, and that's because I'm a dumbass motherfucker and forgot <laughs> to turn on my mic. I didn't say I was smart, I just said I sometimes am fun- funny. <laughs> so, apologies. Just turn up the volume, it's fine. Exactly. And once again, we want to kind of cover the fact that we stand with the Black Lives Matter yes. movement. Um, nothing has changed here. We still don't, still don't tolerate any form of hate, any form of racism. Um, so if you're listening to this and you have a Confederate flag hanging in the back of your souped-up pickup truck, you might want to turn us off because we're not. We're not here for that. We're not here for that. We're not your people. No. So we stand. With, we stand with people <laughs> who don't hate each other. So yes. Anyways, what is your need for distraction? My need for distraction this week is all week. There's been some goddamn construction going on <laughs> on the main street where I live, on this cottage country, which is A, busy with traffic, so it's nonstop noise. Right. And then, yeah, the town people are every morning hammering, dragging shit, oh. doing lines. They're, they're going to eventually take up this road, but it's even just a hassle right now. And I was like, I just want to sleep. Which I feel like because, so you live right on, like right downtown. Yes. And although you're... Like, although where you live is typically quiet from, like, I don't know, October to... It's literally, like, dead. No man's land, yeah, yeah, when on the off-season. But as soon as the weather gets, like, plus 15, it is a fucking zoo up here. Yes. Like, even coming up here today was like, oh my gosh, there's so many people. Like, where are all these people come from? Crazy busy traffic. Crazy yes. busy traffic. So, fair enough. I would need to distract myself from construction, because... I mean, it's... It's good because that means they're building on things, they're redoing things, X, Y, Z, but it just makes it so much stressful for everyone else. Yeah, I get the need, but I don't want the noise. Exactly. I'm glad it'll be done, hopefully soon. Exactly, exactly. My my distraction, I would say it was another crazy work week. I just had like really angry clients, mm. and then I got super stressed <laughs> out, and then I got like two cold sores to my lip. I mean, at first it looked like Chris Jenner with her bad lip job. <laughs> and now I just look like I got in a bar fight to the point where my mother-in-law last night was like, oh my gosh, Alex, what happened to your lip? Oh, that's, yeah. And I was like, herpes happened, Barb. You said herpes. that? No, I didn't. <laughs> I was like, she would not take no, that very well. I literally just looked her dead face and was like, <laughs> they're cold sore. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh. I thought you said to your mom, but not her. <laughs> oh yeah, I told my mom no, without hesitation, like, mom, it's herpes. And they're genetic herpes. Like, they're... Yeah, don't be judging right now. Don't be judging. I'm not promiscuous. I'm a one-man one, one man kind well, of lady. She's monogamous. I'm monogamous. I'm like a fucking... I don't want to say housewife, because that just makes me feel so demeaned. No. But... You're no, a one-man kind of girl. One-man kind of woman. And my my dad gets cold sores when he's really stressed out, and I just got all of their bad genetics. <laughs> so, of course, now I get it. And it's funny, because... He came over and he, I was like, yeah, so I have these cold sores. He's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, Thanks, dad. And you're like, that's why I got them. Damn jeans. Oh, God. Anyways, I'm stupidly excited for this story. Yeah, you know the topic already. I, I already know I spilled the, the beans. Yeah. But... 
It's well, a good one. It's a good one. Buckle up. This, I guess we should probably do a trigger warning. Yeah, I'm going to say literally like, I'm not doing separate trigger warnings. I'm just going to say overall, if you don't want to do with murder, chop up body parts, like trigger warning, just leave now. That's fine. I totally understand if you don't like that, but like it's this happening right now this is your you warning have been beyond warned. this point you need to stay on because you need to listen to the whole thing if you're staying exactly and once again we here at weird distractions podcast we do not tell these stories especially when it comes to true crime when it comes to like paranormal and conspiracy theories like i feel like there's not much as uh like, much trigger it's like well there could, yeah. there could be but i'm more talking about like there's not as much, there's not as many victims, I would say. Well, yeah. there could be, but like, there's not as many as, you know, murder. Not as much gore. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but at no point in time are we here to make fun of like the victims or the victims' families. No, not at all, because it's very close to where we live. It, like, yeah. like in the vicinity of Canada, close to home. And yeah, we, like, it was a very big story. It's Ugh. a very, still to this day, very big deal. Very big story. Well, and essentially, so we might try and make light of some situations, but that's how we deal with things because we handle things very oddly. I, I handle stuff inappropriately, I'm sorry. Super inappropriately. But we're not going to be like, oh my God, yes, this guy was great. Spoiler, there's a guy. Because um, no, we just don't, we don't, we don't do that. We might like laugh awkwardly. Like <laughs> but we do not stand, okay? No. Just saying. Okay, we're, we're just doing it out of discomfort. But anyways. We're going to jump right in. Break down what we chatting about. True Y'all. crime, episode 13. Wha-bam. Here we go. Me talking. So this week's weird distraction is bringing us back, as I said, to good old Canada again. Oh, Canada. But not in a good way. Not in a good way. We'll be discussing the likes of one of Canada's most infamous serial killers. Woo! Known as the pig farmer. The pig farmer. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how was stupid song like <laughs> I know, you're like there's no way to go about that. Nope, there's no way. Uh, I mean described as fairly quiet, awkward to converse with, and would go on to rape and murder allegedly twenty-seven victims, possibly fifty to forty-nine to fifty at some point. So he's a piece of shit. Very much a piece of shit, yeah. <laughs> he have ended up only being charged with six counts of second degree murder in two thousand seven. We'll dive into that and how that's just so fucked up. I have so many issues with this. Okay. So many issues. So Robert Picton is serving the longest sentence for murder under Canadian law at the time of life in prison. Thank God. Thank God. So let's just dive into how he became with these heinous crimes with such rage. And a, with pigs. With pigs. I feel so, like... We'll get into it. Okay. We haven't even started yet. I need a drink So again. let's get distracted, shall we? Mm-hmm. So our story begins when Robert William Picton, a.k.a. Willie, I'm mm-hmm. going to refer him to, was born on October 26, 1949 in... <gasps> What? Is he Scorpio? I don't dive into that stuff like you do. Okay. Well, you do that. I'm going to figure <laughs> You're going to look it up I'm and you're going to let me know. <laughs> in Port Coquitlam, BC, his parents, Helen Louise and Leonard Picton, raised their three children, Robert, David, and Linda, on their family-operated pig farm. Louise mostly kind of watched over the kids. Uh, she did run a bit of the meat business, but was mainly like, I'm going to take care of the kids. And the dad's right. like, I'm just going to watch the farm. Fun. And she also expected the kids to put in long hours slopping these pigs and other animals while going to school when they're just itty bitty babies basically so it's believed that this greatly affected willie's upbringing as he had little social interaction he was very challenged in school he spent years in special education and ended up dropping up before high school basically um willie began to also pick up some odd behaviors from these things i think so he shocker yeah of course (laughs) like you're gonna slaughter pigs all the time like you're gonna have a fucked up life also he is a Scorpio. Is he a Scorpio? Which we don't sh- we don't zodiac chain here, but 
They feisty. You, you Scorpios are feisty as fuck, so am I surprised? Not really. Not in the slightest. Am I concerned? Highly. <laughs> so as I said, he began picking up some weird behaviors. He would um, hide in carcasses of some dead pigs sometimes. As <laughs> one does when it's warm. Yeah. And for some reason, he had like some weird visceral fear of showers. Like his mom would make him bathe and then it just made him turn off bathing. I see. I feel like that's some kind of childhood trauma thing. Because I feel like I learned about that in under um, whenever I went to post-secondary. I don't know when it was university or college. But I learned that there, there's like this thing where children will actually like refuse to bathe. It's yeah. like a responsive trauma. I could literally be pulling itself. Just bathing or like because the parent forced them? Both. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. 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 Anyways, this continued very much into his adult years. So he always stunk of obviously manure, dead animals. That's all I did all day. Dirt. And he never cleaned his clothes. You know what? That would be. A man. That'd be a cologne that most of the people <laughs> we went to high school with had. In the, some knockoff spray they thought was the best shit ever. Yeah. Probably. Oh. And you're like, like, you stink like shit. (laughs) Pig puree. (laughs) Oh, God. So other than that, there wasn't much to be said about his childhood. There isn't a lot of details. It's very vague. It's very unavailable. Basically, it just kind of sums up, they grew up on the farm. That's how their life went. They did some fucked up shit on the farm. I wouldn't be surprised. And, like, I remember hearing, like, I don't really recall if there was a lot of abuse, but I just feel like it wasn't. Like, it said that he's very much a mama's boy. There were two peas in a pod. I don't really know where his dad fitted in. Like, it's kind of like he wasn't there, but he was. Kind of like an absent, like, emotionally. parent. Yeah, Yeah. like, emotionally absent, but physically there. Yeah. Right. Kind of fucked him up. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, as I was saying, yeah, nothing available. So much of it was on the farm. It wouldn't be until about his mid to late 20s that it ended up, it didn't explain why other, that his dad did die. And then later into his late 20s, two years later, his mom also died of cancer. So they were already orphans in their 20s or so. Right. So from their passing, the kids would inherit the family farm, obviously. Right. They did have some workers on there, such as um, a couple men named Bill Hiscox and Scott Chubb. Just going to note those names for later. Scott Chubb? Scott Chubb, yeah. And Bill Hiscox. 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 Yeah. I know like, <laughs> two of the weirdest names, but and I'm sorry, like if you're that's just yeah. I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> even so even with help, the farm became unmanageable for them. So they ended up just wanting to make shares, so they sold off the property to urban development. Right. And then from that point, Willie took those shares and ended up becoming partners with his brother David in a salvage company. And this is all out in BC, right? Yes. Right. So I, like, I don't I don't know if the salvage was on the property, but then they yeah became got into salvage property together. Right. And they also still maintain somewhat of a like a small livestock farm on the right. property itself. Well, I can't get rid of the pigs. No. They're the, that's that's the, the best bone to the farm. That's his best. Those are his best friends. Yeah. And yeah, even as one point one story is that when he was little, what part of his trauma was he had raised. Um, I thought it was a pig or a calf or something right. from a baby and then his family ended up slaughtering it and he was distraught see this is why I feel like having pets of any breed other than like a house animal yeah it's oh, hard it's so hard like you get so attached to them so yeah he was obviously distraught yeah from that that they slaughtered this animal oh, on yeah, him yeah no kidding yes oh, poor baby poor bunny so the brothers, after that, even though they sold everything off, they just completely neglected the farm altogether. Things yeah. started kind of coming into shambles. Fair enough. They had this great idea to establish a nonprofit. <laughs> so in 19... I don't know where. As one does. Yes. In 1996, they established the Piggy's Palace Good Times. Oh my... Yes, I remember <laughs> this. 
uh, society with the Canadian government as some kind of nonprofit charity. And it was claiming <clears throat> to organize, coordinate, manage, operate special events, functions, dances, and shows. Like, obviously, that shit didn't happen. It was obviously, a, like, a rundown... Wasn't it like a biker club eventually? It was a it was a party yeah. in a slaughterhouse. Weren't the Hells Angels involved? Yes. Okay. They they Sorry. attended these parties. I'm, prob- I'm probably like jumping way. You give some away. I no, know, but fine. I just oh. I didn't put all the details in. But yeah, so yeah, Hell Angels attended some of these parties. Right. But so these special events were essentially mostly just raves and wild parties that featured sometimes Hell's Angels. They can get up to about two thousand attendees depending on the Jeez. night and what's going on. But a lot of the population that went was Vancouver sex workers. Unfortunately, and the parties were held in a converted slaughterhouse, right. like I said. So, and a little crazy. Before we also dive into it, we, we don't shame sex work either. Mm-mm. Like, we're not about that. I guess unfortunate because they're a very targeted population. Oh my gosh, they're super targeted. But, like, if that's all you're, like, how do I put it? If that's what you want to do, fucking do it. Doesn't bother me any. No, if you need to make a living, make a living. Make a living. And, like, damn, you're probably a lot better than most people. But yeah, we're, we're also not here to shame sex workers. Cause no. It was just sad that that's what it was, and that's what's going to become his victim pool. Well, yeah. And they're extremely vulnerable to pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. Like pig farm. <laughs> yeah, and when they go missing, people don't notice. Well, that's, Unless you have a close-knit group, and again, well, people don't take you seriously. And I think a lot of them... Okay, I'm gonna, I need to stop, because I'm going to like dive more in. You go, you go, girl. Well, I'm just going to say, like I'm pretty <laughs> sure a lot of them are indigenous, yes. which just makes this makes my blood boil because a lot of people don't fucking talk about how many indigenous women have gone missing. Even to this day. Even to this, it's 2020 and we still like, they're not noticed or not like recognized. They're not as recognized. Like if I went missing as a uh, Caucasian female, like blonde female, people would be all over the fucking news. They'd be like, Oh my God, like this cute little boy. I'm calling myself cute, but they'd be like, oh my god, this blonde, like, she's missing, oh my god, light skin, yada yada. But if an aboriginal woman went missing, there wouldn't be as much attention, and that's no. totally fucked up. Completely fucked. It's fucking disgusting. We don't stand for it. I'm gonna let you go, so There's I don't that. go off the angels, <laughs> but that's where we stand. Go right into this. Oh. So, over the brief years that these events were obviously hosted, they would serve as hunting ground for his prey. Yep. So... Poor woman, as I said. Um, a number of the disappearances that attribute to Picton's charges later on would occur during these functions and during the time frame that he held these parties, obviously. Right, right. So one significant case, which is just going to, I'm just going to say, it's just going to start everything, like start the ball rolling, that it could have ended and it could have been held at way more better situation. could have stopped a lot of things. But yeah, I'm just going to dive in. So one significant case was in March of 97, Picton had brought home Wendy Lynn Estetter a known sex worker to his farm. They had an altercation of sorts. Don't really know what's happening. He brought her back. She was expecting to get money for like giving prostitution to get money for her drugs. Right. Okay. Fair enough. That's fair enough. You do, you boo. So altercation of sorts. He stabbed her multiple times in the abdomen. Then in the altercation, he attempted to handcuff her. That was his thing. He liked to handcuff and then rape. So he attempted oh. to handcuff her in that she like a badass woman was like, this isn't fucking happening right now. So as he's handcuffing one hand, she's grabbing a knife from the kitchen. I think it was in the other hand. And she also stabs him. Yes. Queen. Thank God. Yes. Wendy. So she gets off. She flees to some nearby road, calls the cops, gets help, goes to a hospital. They end up both getting helped at the same hospital. (gasps) Fucked up. Oh my God. Once she explains to the cops what happened. And I'm assuming they arrested him and brought him in because he was also stabbed. 
So she informed the police. He was charged with attempted murder, obviously. Right. Forcible confinement, trying to handcuff her. Yeah. And then assault with a weapon because he knifed her. Yeah, because he's a fucking piece of shit. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. And I don't really know how this happened, but so he was charged, but then he was subsequently let go on a $2,000 bond. What? And got to go back to his farm. On attempted murder? On attempted murder. Like he was like let go on the bond because he wasn't like what's yeah. that what's that thing called um, contempt or contempt. no no um so essentially remanded we, yes. yeah remanded either so, you stay in jail during like two year sentence or yeah. you can let go like get out before you're released your on bail and then be remanded to come back and if you don't attend the court hearing then you get more shit yes. and they won't let you back out but what the fuck like attempted murder yeah. two grand for almost trying to kill someone's life yeah or kill someone's life. <laughs> To kill someone's life? To end someone's life. To end someone's life? Like, yeah, if you was paying me two grand and a junior chicken, it's fucking fine. Go on, Willie. So, yeah, I don't know how he got to be let out on this bond when, like, he clearly tried to kill her. Yes. And to make it worse, so they seize his clothes and everything that he's wearing, just for evidence, and they find a key in his his pocket, I don't know, on the person, that unlocks the fucking handcuffs that are stuck to her one hand. Like, clue number two. Oh. But no, we're not going to remand him. We're going to let him go in this bond until his hearing, which isn't for another fucking year. Because he's... Okay. Because he's a Caucasian, quiet-ass farmer who, God forbid, could probably do no wrong because all he does is fucking hangs out with pigs and refuses to shower. So, of course, he couldn't be... He's a weird willy. He's weird willy. He can't do anything wrong, though. He's just weird. Yeah. And this is the first thing that they know of. So. Piece of shit. Yeah. And this is, this is where it started. This could have ended it from the beginning. But no. We're just... It's, it's going to happen. Also, I mentioned the junior chicken before because I'm hungry again. Again? Again. <laughs> we had... Before we recorded today, we went to like a little ice cream deep fried place. We went to the Frosty Freeze. The Frosty Freeze. And... We got probably enough calories to suffice for the weekend. Today was cheat day. Today was fucking cheat day. And you know what? I don't give a shit. I want more. I want a junior chicken. But okay, you could not pay me. If I was the justice of the peace or the judge, however title you want to put it, if I was in charge of making the decision, you couldn't pay me two grand in a junior chicken and let that motherfucker go. I would look at him and be like, you're wearing pig puree. I don't want to let you out. You look suspicious <laughs> as shit. Pig puree. Pig puree. <laughs> yeah, and it's obvious. Like, she has the handcuffs. They uncuffed it. Like, they had unlocked the key that he had yeah. on him. She is stabbed multiple times. Do you think that they gave him such, like, a light charge because she was a sex worker? Yes. Because we're going to dive into that as well. <sighs> so, as I said, this could have been stopped, but whatever. In January 1998... The charges were ultimately dismissed after a stay because Wendy's line of work, of sex work, and of drug abuse was made her an incompetent witness. Silence. <sighs> yeah. I fucking hate Canada sometimes. Like, I don't care. The justice system is just so fucking stupid and yeah. judgmental as shit. Like, I just... Like, and then the, so the stupid thing is like, sure, she's a bad witness. Like, it's hard because she's into drugs or sex work or whatever. If that's your excuse. But the evidence is there. She is fucking stabbed. Well, and the thing is like, there's evidence and all that. She's still a fucking human. Yes. She's like a person. beyond her addictions, beyond her line of work, she's still a fucking human. Like she still deserves the same right as you and I do. Yes. Right. Um, like I do know that like realistically if she was if she came to each court hearing like 
completely out of her mind and intoxicated to the point where she can't reiterate, yes. then she probably wouldn't be a good witness because she's not... Yeah, she clearly can't stay in court at all. No. Can't, like, believe, like, can't be known to say the truth if she's up there high or drunk or yeah. whatever. That I can, I can wrap my head around and be like, you know what, I get it. Because if I was Wendy in that position and I kept coming to court intoxicated, they're mm. probably like, mm, okay, like, you know, you need to get help before we do this. Yeah. We do this. But just because she has a history of something that you know, most people find, like, don't necessarily agree with. Mm -hmm. It's fucking just, like, she almost got murdered. Yeah, like, I don't understand how that accounts to let that go. No. I'm sorry. It it doesn't. A plus B does not equal Z. No. (laughs) But no C even close to that. (laughs) But but you know what? That's how the justice system works. In Canada, unfortunately, still. Sadly, yes. Sadly. So, yep, I'm just going to say bullshit. We could have been like... Book closed there. He goes to jail for how long? Kid trying to kill her. End yep. of story. And then, nope, but we're going to keep going. Nope. <laughs> so, in the following months in Port Quillam, officials sued the Pictons for failing zonings, neglecting the farm and agriculture, and altering that building, Slaughterhouse, for the right. stupid parties they were holding. So, Gross. they were getting lots of legal pressure that they're like, you need to stop. Like, this yeah. isn't a thing. And Stop they're like, with the partying. we're going to throw one last hurrah. Oh, right. I remember this. So they threw one last New Year's Eve bash. Again, multiple people coming in, Hell Angels, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then they were banned for any future parties. And anyone attending was literally, they're like, we're going to arrest if anyone comes on the, par- on the property and has these parties with you. Oh, shit. So, like, knock it off. Damn. Also, with no surprise, that the nonprofit status was removed the following yeah. year because they had no financial statements because it wasn't a fucking charity. It got disbanded, and they were making no money. Like, I don't know, were they, were people paying to attend this party? That wasn't there, but... I kind of doubt it. Honestly, I can imagine that it was literally just, like, our old high school bush parties, where people just bring, like, it would probably be BYOB, or they'd get a keg, and it was just a fucking free-for-all. Yeah. No chips, no snacks, no funfetti, (laughs) just pig puri. Pig puri. (laughs) On sale now for $14.99. Get them all last. For a 60 milliliter bottle. <laughs> all right. So things are going down. He's got this, had this charge. It went away. He had these parties. They're gone. The thing, everything is gone. It's just him, his brother, the farm, and the salvage property. We're going to dive into some more missed opportunities with Miss Wendy and other people that, again, could have ended this. Makes me very infuriated. So as I said before, remembering little tidbit name, Bill Hiscox. Hiscox. As the former employee... Notice over the years that women attending the farm of these parties went missing. Like Yeah, they just show up and, and then they, they don't they, leave. They don't leave. Something was going on. Mm-hmm. So he reported that to the RCMP. No charges, no warrant, nothing done. There's no evidence. It's all hearsay. Okay. Take number two. <laughs> Basically, we're going through. In early 1909, Bill Hiscox, again, just stating that, again, informed the RCMP, again, that he heard from a Lisa Yelds, a close friend of the Pictons. She had noticed women's clothes, purses, right. and different identification on the form. Nothing came of that again, again. because Yelds apparently was uncooperative when questioned. But later down the road, or no, was questioned, and then there was no warrant because, again, it's hearsay. Like, Bill heard it from Lisa, but Lisa wasn't cooperative. The stuff was there. Nothing was done. Because, okay, so wasn't Lisa, like, Willie's... So I think she... I think she was a prostitute, potentially. 
or in, like into sex uh, trade work and then they end up kind of being like friendly with each other slash I think she lived on the property for a little bit. I didn't get those details from that, but that could okay. very well be. Yeah, I feel because I feel like Lisa was a big component too. Because yeah, so I have another lady too. That might be the one you're thinking of. Maybe, but maybe, maybe. Yeah, this was. I, I had a close friend. I never gave more details than that. Also, if you're listening to this and drinking, every time Chrissy says again, take a drink. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> because shit keeps happening. Again, drink, drink, drink. Later. So in spring of 1999, an informant. No details were given of who that was or what was going on. Mm-hmm informant that's all they get told the vancouver police a woman named lynn ellingson had seen a woman's body hanging in the slaughterhouse oh when questioned she was she originally denied it because she feared that she feared picton she depended on him for money for her drugs when she was giving him sex work right and she would later admit that years later but at the time she denied it so there's another opportunity gone and that's, that's, that's like four opportunities that something could have been done already. And I feel like, I mean, for us, it's frustrating, but in the moment, like, I could not put myself in any of those people's shoes. No, like, if you were, if I was Bill, per se, and yeah. seeing all this happen, like, oh, women come, women don't go. Yeah. Where the fuck do they go? Yeah. These people tell me this stuff, that they see right. dead people or things going on, like, people people's belongings, and nothing's happening. No and one no, cares. Yeah, no. And again, it's because they are like they're being reported missing, or like they're a certain type of woman, and yeah. nothing's being done. <sighs> Frustrating. Frustrating. All right, on to the next one. Again in 1999. <laughs> Need to drink a drink. Drink. Canadian police received a tip that Picton had a freezer filled with human flesh on his farm. Oh. I don't know who gave this. Tip. Nonchalant. Nonchalant. Not like, nothing major. Hi, nine one one. I've seen lots of dead bodies on this property. Yeah. And then nothing was done. In the deep freeze where he typically keeps the bacon. Yeah. And mixes it in. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> gross. We'll get there. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, I forgot that tidbit. So they interviewed Picton, who oh. denied obviously killing this woman and having this going on, like right. this freezer. And they obtained his consent to search the farm. Because he's like, go ahead, take a look. I don't have this. And they didn't conduct a search. Tell me again how important funding police is over other yeah. important social services. Just just fill me in on how that... That really needed a lot better. Yeah, we need to allocate money to fucking more productive things. But, but yeah, that's what's happening. <sighs> so, finally, in 2001, the Vancouver police and the RCMP formed a project even-handed... Even-handed? That's what it was called. They couldn't think of a cooler fucking name. I know. Even-handed. Pig parade. <laughs> a joint task force to investigate the missing woman. Finally. But a little too little too late. Like, what the hell is that going to do? One Wandering Willies. No. Operation Wandering <laughs> Willy. Operation where there's a will, there's a willy. No. I don't like it. <laughs> so... All these missed opportunities, whatever. I don't know what the fuck's going on with the police, the justice system, the cops, RCMP. It's all fucked up. Yes. So, <laughs> in February of 2002, our man Scott Chubb comes back to the story. Yay, Chubb! <laughs> As I said, another former employee informed the RCMP that he had eyewitness allegations, finally this time, uh-huh. that there was illegal firearms on the property. <gasps> This finally met some stupid guideline that the they're poli- following. The police are all be like, "What? Firearms? Guns? No way! Illegal guns? 
We'll go check it out right away. Thank you, Scott Shop. Oh, so finally met some kind of guideline. I don't know what the guideline bullshit is. Whatever. They got a warrant to search premises on February fifth or sixth. There's like different days, yeah, but it happened talking. one or the other. It happened in December. <laughs> A search warrant was executed, and they found an assortment, again, as obviously really illegal and unregistered guns, mm. along with questionable women's items. <gasps> Finally. So, in works with that, a second search warrant was obtained in regards to the BC Joint Task Force from before. Right. For the missing woman, now that they know that he has this stuff on his property. Oh, we finally have some give, because oh. we see shit with our own eyeballs. Dude, makes me mad. The victim was arrested on weapons charges and then released on bail for these guns. Right. He was kept under surveillance and he was asked not to return to his farm because they had to conduct a search for the rest of the grounds, collecting all this evidence of clothes, whatnot. They would find clothes, jewelry, shoes. They found a prescription healer, specifically with the first one of the one of the few victims, Serena Abotsway's name on the label. She was 29 at the time, mm-hmm. who was reported missing in August of 2001. Oh my god. So and when did the search go down? February 2002. So she'd already been gone for a year. And her inhaler's just chilling. Was she indigenous? Probably. Not specifically. Ah! They just give dates and when they. Police! Frustrating. Yes. So find that stuff, find the inhaler with her name on it. They also find blood evidence, blood evidence in his motorhome. Because he lived on a motor trailer on the property. Right. Yeah, because yeah. that's not trash, but what else? <laughs> you live on a trailer, you don't shower. Who cares? I, I Hey, that's one way you could say, like, I can't shower. The, the shower in my trailer doesn't no work. Water. There's no water. Mm, I'm sure he's watering whatever fucking else he was doing. Ugh. Whatever. Yes. So DNA testing confirms that it was one of a Mona Lee Wilson. She was 26. Mm. She went missing November 30th, 2001. So that was still, like, another good half year she's been gone. Oh my gosh. So two victims already labeled out there. So finally, that was February, as again, 5th, 6th, we said that went down. So on February 22nd, a whole fucking 20 days later, Willie would be rearrested for two counts on first degree murder from the evidence they found of those two women on the, the property. I mean, it's not great, but it's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Get him for something. Jeez, like yeah, stop letting nail, him go. Nail him for something. Stop letting him go and turning a blind eye. On April 2nd, three more charges were added for the murders of Ooh. Jacqueline McDonald, Diane Rock, and Heather Bottomley. A sixth charge of murder of Andrea Josbury was oh. at laid on April 9th, Damn. followed shortly by a seventh for Brenda Wolf. Then we're going to jump to September 20th. Four more charges were added for the slayings of Georgina Pappin, Patricia Johnson, Helen Hallmark, and Jennifer Firminger. Then four more charges a murder are added Shit. for Heather Chinook, Tanya Hulk, Sherry Irvine, and Inga Hall. Those were later laid on October 3rd. So we're going to jump again. Yeah. That brings it to 15 so far. I was going to say, I'm like, I can't math. I know. I like reading all the names. Like, it's going to get there. Yeah. That's 15. Then we're going to jump a whole, I don't know, what's like a couple years on May 26, 2005. What? Yeah. Because it's taking so long to get through this shit. Right. He's well, a large property. Like, he did have a large property, but still, there's still a lot of stuff there. Yeah. And I think, um, didn't they have, like, University of Vancouver or something? They're, like, forensic anthropology students go out and they found shit. I didn't see that anywhere. Yeah. I think, I remember hearing, I think, from the Canadian True Crime podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had, like, hundreds of thousands of DNA samples, hundreds of thousands of, like, 
pieces of clothing, like just hundreds of thousands of everything. You know, and the fact that he almost tried to kill somebody beforehand. Yeah. Still, I'm upset. It could have just ended there. It could just, yep. Yeah. Whatever. But if you wouldn't, if you, the justice system would have just gave fucking Wendy a chance. So on May 26, 2005, again, we jumped, 12 more charges were laid against Picton for the killings of Kara Ellis, Andrea Bohaven, Deborah Lynn Jones, Marnie Frey, Tiffany Drew, Carrie Kosky, Sarah DeVree, Cynthia Felix, Angela Jardine, Wendy Crawford, and Diane Melnick, and Jane Doe mm. to end it off. Bringing the total to a number of 27. Holy shit. I know. And that's what they could technically... That's probably what they could find, but who God knows. I mean, if he's already... I don't know if it's officially confined, because like they do have 27 in total. We're going to get to them splitting stuff and whatnot. But right. they can fit. They can, they can definitively pin six on him. Right. And But then when he's in jail, apparently, there's some informant in there, some undercover RCM, RCMP that gets him to talk and says he actually did 49. And he's like, I want to round it off to 50. Ew. But then they can... I fish. hate when, like, such a fucking classical, like, narcissistic... Thing to say. Thing to say. Like, yeah. didn't Bundy say something like that? Was he in, like, oh, I almost had, like... I almost had, I wish I could have done more. Yeah, or... No, it, was, it probably wasn't Bundy. It was probably, like, someone... I feel like all of them could have said that. I feel like every... I, all of them have, like, really shitty remarks of, like, oh, I would... Almost like a fucking Scooby-Doo thing. Like, oh, I almost got away with a two if it weren't for you fucking medicine kids. Like... Or you could just not have done it. Period. You could have had zero. You could have had zero. You could have been fine. You could have lived your life. You could have kept on this dirt, this farm. You could have continued to be a dirty, shitty person, but... Could couldn't. have had your own fragrance line. Yeah. Pig Puri. Fourteen nine nine sixty milliliters. You're going to have to patent that and sell your own. Patent pending. <laughs> no affiliation with Robert Picton because he's... Patent pending. Yes. <laughs> so as we said, there's just like so much to go through. It took so many years to get all these different charges laid because they found so many different things over the years they could potentially tie and could physically tie to him. Right. So that took an immense amount of time of excavating the site, they were well into November of 2003. Right. So that's still the relating charges after that. But because there's just so much work to go on, they estimated this cost of this investigation was around $70 million. They probably could have saved it if they didn't fucking just listen to what Wendy in the first place, like if they would have. Yeah. We're going to keep going back to that because that's still going to make me angry. It just... The injustice. Yes. The stupid, like, just because... She does sex work just because she's got her addictions. Still a human being. And I know there's a couple on here that are like dated before then. Like I'm not going to jump into who went when missing where, what age, whatever. Because there's right. like 27 of them. Right. It's all available online if you'd like to do some more research. Well, and that, and we just also want to give it we want to give them, We want to give their names. We want to give them recognition for that. Yes. And, you know, express that obviously we hope that in some form their families are doing okay now. Mm-hmm. They're resting peacefulier now that obviously this guy's gonna go away for life but yes. um i understand like we don't want to get too into get too into it but yeah could have just there was a couple more before wendy but it could have ended there we we would rather just sit here and talk shit about the justice system we could we could we, go for days we could go for fucking days days ridiculous so there was like no exact details published as to how he murdered, how the murders occurred, or how he killed and disposed of them specifically. Right. There's tons of allegations. Right. Allegations range from bringing prostitutes home, raping them handcuffed because he liked to do that apparently. Gross. AKA Wendy's situation. 
uh, after strangling to them to death, there's possible shootings in there somewhere too. Yeah, he was kind of a little bit all over the map. Like he wasn't. <clears throat> he didn't have like a set like MO. signature or whatever. Yeah, he didn't have that. a signature by any means. He was just kind of like whatever I felt in the mood. It like was... basically, he was like most times they again allegations. He would be having sex with them, and then something would just like trigger him, and he'd be like, "You're stealing from me, or you're doing this, and I'm just gonna go ape shit, ape shit, and kill you now." Like I don't know. Fragile masculinity is a thing. Yes. So he was very triggered. Gross. Yes, very gross. Gross. So, strangled them. He would possibly even bleed out the bodies, disfigure them, pull out their insides, Ugh. dispose of them in a wood chipper. The remains could then be fed to his pigs, possibly. Or, again, other very disturbing allegations. Uh, they rounded it up and mixed it with some pork and gave and sold away sausages to people with the victims in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just leave it there. Vomit. He's finally got all these charges. It's been years. They're hopefully done excavating the site. We're going to now finally start a trial of some sort. Some legal process. We're going to get into that. It is a situation again. And there's a lot of legal jargon. And I don't do... We're not law students. We're not law students. So if I get something wrong, I'm sorry. We have a lot of criminal minds, but that's about it. Law and order SVU. They get arrested and that's the end of the episode. I don't know what happens. (laughs) They sit in a jail cell. (laughs) Bye! I might know some, but I probably won't know all of them. I literally probably learned more like doing this podcast than yeah. I knew before. Well, I like worked. I've had like mental health jobs in the justice system. So like some Because yeah, you them, would do court appointments. Yeah, too. I do like court appointments where I did like um, like addiction counseling for those who have like criminal charges, like possession, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then beforehand I did like what's called mental health diversion. So if someone identified that their mental health had a lot to do with the justice system, or their mental health had a lot to do with what transpired, mm-hmm. and you know potentially their charges. Not like an NCR, like a non criminally responsible, um, or unable to uh, to stand. Then you know they could do other means of community work, counseling, X, Y, Z, to then try and either get their charges dismissed or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So like I do. There's some stuff I know, but there's some stuff I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> well, we're going to jump into that right now. So initially there's a preliminary inquiry. Right. So from January to July of 2003, there was a preliminary hearing, which is some kind of court process. Yeah. That's held to decide like if there's enough evidence for the trial, what can be submitted, what can't, what's proper. Yeah. So that took like freaking six months. Almost. I was going to say it usually takes a long time because <clears throat> essentially the prosecution and the defense and the justice have to go over like what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Yeah. So it would be like too much for that jury. Yeah. Especially and, if it's a jury trial. And it was, yes. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. We're going to get into that. Yikes. Yeah. And again, there's just so much evidence to go through. Yeah. Like you have to pick and, pick and choose. So during this hearing... They again had a testimony from Wendy, of course, who seemed to maybe, I don't know, get her, get, like, get a little cleaned up. Yeah. That she couldn't do this. Good job, Wendy. Um, she recalled her attack and how she acted in self-defense and whatnot during this thing. It was later brought to light, because this was in 2003, but it would be later known that, remember in the night that they were at the hospital and I said that they collected his clothes? Yeah. So it just sat in police evidence. What? Yeah. They didn't test it? Not the time. Like, I don't know officially when DNA, like, I feel like DNA was a thing by that, it was a thing oh by my that God. point. Because yeah. they, they were doing the other, like, linking the people thing there. DNA was definitely a thing in the early 2000s. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't think it was as popular. Well, I, 
I think it was still up and coming in Canada. Yeah, like maybe like matching papers, like different things like that. Yeah. But yeah. So that it sat like in place evidence at that point. So oh, pieces of shit. It was in there for seven years. Oh my god. DNA analysis would finally be ran in two thousand four. Containing two DNA samples on those clothes he was wearing that night of two other women that he was charged with. So there's another problem with that situation. Next. And you're going to be, again, very nauseated with lots of legal jargon, but we're going to jump into it. I'm already nauseated. I know. My stomach hurts. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, it, could, it could have been the mac and cheese deep fried bites, but you know what? I feel like it's, it's more willy than anything. <laughs> so Picton's trial would finally begin on January 30th of 2006. Because it just took so long. Do you want to hear something crazy? But we were in grade six. We were. I know, and like I remember, like I don't know if I remember hearing this, like the details, obviously, because it was so oh, yeah, little. And there's yeah. like we'll get into it. There was a media ban up until like 2010. Yeah. But like. Well, it's the same with Russell Williams. When Russell Williams was all going down, we were in grade ten. Yeah, and like you don't remember, like I'm, I don't remember my childhood very much, but like you just don't remember hearing that stuff. I've repressed most of it, but from what I re- <laughs> like, I remember hearing about like the guy, like when it comes to Russell Williams, for example, I remember hearing about the guy who like would steal women's underwear and like wear it and yeah. shit. Cause like that was like, Oh my God. And you would like Gross. see different episodes that would like do their topics based on those crimes. That's how yeah. they get the popularity of it. But fucked up. Very fucked up. So 2006 case starts. Picton pleads obviously not guilty to all 27 charges of first degree murder. And that's in the Supreme court of BC. Then there's this fancy phase of, Wire dyer or beer, whatever it's called, happened. What? <laughs> There's a phase in the course. That's what it's like, called. You can't see us, but Chrissy just literally like rose her hands like some like she was doing like, like a quotations. no like almost like a magic like a spell like wire dyer. <laughs> Something going on. Something going on. <laughs> Which to me personally, it just sounds like a bunch of stuff happened with the jury and what they can see. Like it's like a jury yeah, phase, right? Like picking blah 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 blah. That happens for a while. So we're going to jump to March 2nd at this point. Okay. One of the 27 counts was rejected by Justice James Williams. That was the justice that ran most of his case. That's mm-hmm. going to be AKA Jane Doe. I think it's so stupid because if you can tie something to him, whether you know who she is or not, you should run with it. You should run with it. Exactly. But that got let go. It's fucking stupid. Okay. Whatever. <sighs> On August 9th, Justice Williams served the charges and he split them into groups of six counts of murder and another 20 counts. This trial was preceded on the grounds of six counts. This is because the six counts had actual material evidence right. to tie Picton for the murders. And I don't really know how the 20 got linked in there, whether it's they're all of the same category. They right. weren't around the same time as parties. People might have saw them hearsay. Blah, Essentially, blah, blah. they don't want to neglect the fact that the other 20 women, like they're, they're not saying that there wasn't a possibility that he was affiliated with their oh, yeah. disappearance, but they don't have necessarily enough evidence to be like, oh, he for sure fucking did it. Mm-hmm. They don't like, want to lose the whole case exactly. for someone that some they for, he for sure did for getting through all of them. Yeah. But we know he should. Like, he probably did. He probably did. He like, said he did 49, possibly. Yeah, because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> what we keep saying. He's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. And uh, yeah, we think he... He's a piece of shit. That's the end. Goodbye. No. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> so, See you next week. The date, of the, jury, the date of the jury trial on the first six counts was initially set for June 8th, 2007. Oh my god. This has taken a long time in the courts. Like... <sighs> I feel like too long, but whatever. And then it was a later postponed again to January 22nd. Why? So finally, on that date, Picton faced first degree murder charges of the, the six charges of 
victims Frey, Abadsway, Papin, Josbury, Wolf, and Wilson. Anyways, no, Abadsway and Wilson, those were the ones who found the actual physical evidence. Right. I don't remember. Blood in the trailer, inhaler. Right. So, before this part of the trial, there was a media ban, as I said, which was held up until around 2010. Right. This ban was then lifted, so then Canadians were finally hearing for the first time, over the span of how many years, what was actually fucking going on. And yeah. what they were waiting to hear what was going on with oh the spray. So it was very crazy. Well, not only sure. that, but like, could you imagine being parents, siblings, friends, of those you know, people. partners of those people that went missing and not knowing what the fuck happened? And then all of a sudden their name came up yeah. in a fucking trial of this Serial random killer. ass, gross, dirty, unshowered white man. Coverage. Who literally looks like a walking shit stick. Shit stick. <laughs> Shit stain. Like, he's not attractive either. Have oh, you seen- no, like the little, like, weird bald Oh my mullet. god, I need to pull a picture up of him because I always. It's just like, it's like, I don't know if he's trying to, like, do the flow look, but, like, bad balding in the front. And then, like, there's no party anywhere. I'm just gonna say, no party in the front, no party in the back. No party in the front, no party in the back, no party with you. It's not a look. Time. It's not a look. It's rough. It's like, uh, the Tudor boot thing from Raven and. Yes. It's a hard boot. It's a fucking hard boot. Was there like a worse word than that or no? Honestly, I haven't watched it in a while. And we're talking about Raven and Raja from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. Raja is like, I want... I we want, stand. I, we stand with Raja. We, I don't mind Raven either, but like... No. But Raja could adopt me any day now. I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> I love them so much. Are you going to look it up or can I continue? I'm, I'm looking it up only because when I looked up whether he was a Scorpio or a Scorpio... <laughs> When I saw this picture, I was like, ooh, look at him. Yeah, it's a rough photo. I told you. Like, you know, it almost looks like he's kind of going for like a half skullet. <laughs> yes. Okay, weird distractions, pro tr- pro tip. Don't trust anyone with a skullet. And if you're listening and you have a skullet, check yourself. <laughs> check your vibe. Yeah, bye. Vibe check. <laughs> so, Canadians got this band. Like, we got this band lifted. They're finally hearing what's going on. They're hearing the details of some of these things. Right. Trigger warning. I'm going to tell you. I know I said it before, but trigger. So there's skulls cut in half with some hands and feet just stuffed inside. Mm. Chilling. The remains of one victim was found in a garbage can. Her bloodstained clothing found in Picton's trailer. That was Mona Lee Wilson. Right. Part of another victim's jawbone and teeth were found beside Picton's slaughterhouse. Gross. A 22 caliber revolver with an attached dildo containing both his and a victim's DNA. Gross. Gross. And he said he used a dildo for a silencer, and I was like, I'm sorry, what? What? Yeah. How? Like, I, I don't want to know. Don't. I don't want to know. But that's I don't what that know, was the thing. Like, <sighs> Jesus Christ, yep. we're fucking beside him. I don't. <laughs> like, I knew just this a whole thing. I knew, okay. So, like, I've heard this story many times, as mentioned. Like, I. We knew it was bad. We knew it was bad. And, like, we're not, we don't want to just talk about him to be like, oh my God, he's this like crazy, like white male uh, serial killer in Canada. I'm no. like, oh my God, like he's so crazy. He's so interesting. We, he's a piece of shit. We're telling you. Like we you, keep telling you how fucked up we feel every time yeah. we read a new section about yeah. what's going on. And we're not just telling the story to be like, oh my God, like, I don't know, other people cover it too. But like, it's more so like, this is something that affects us. It happened very well in our lifetime. In our fucking lifetime. In our country. Yes. <laughs> like, and not only that too, but also it gives us an opportunity to say like, hey, if you're a sex worker, good for you. Like, yeah. kudos. No judgment here. Also defund the police. But anyways. 
very recent very recent times events that, yeah. have led us to also stand more with the funding police. But anyways, there you go on. Then there was this whole debacle of slowly showing evidence again to the jury, which took more time. Of course. Then some juror got all righteous, apparently, um, and was already sure that he was innocent after I don't even know oh what. And then that was like, oh, no, I didn't say that. That was a whole other issue and took more time. So it just kept going on and on and on. Like, this could have just been like, do the trial, get it done, go to jail. Right. I feel like... Do it now, Pasco. I've always wanted to be a part of jury duty. I thought so, but I was like, I don't know. But I, I feel like I wouldn't be able to stand with someone who, like, if it's pretty fucking obvious that someone killed someone, you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, like, we have to look at their, the be- like, the deepest part of our hearts and give them a second chance. I'd be like, shut up, Karen. Yes, Karen. And be stuck, be stuck in some hung jury where, like, it's oh. obvious that they should go. No. Yeah. I'm not for that. Or if there are a bunch of people that, like, order salads for lunch. They're like, oh my gosh, yes, we're going to get salads. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> no. We don't do that, Karen. Do that, Karen. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway. Okay. So, and then, so Justice William, Justice James Williams suspended jury deliberations because then they discovered that there was an issue with his charge to the jury. And that oh. was kind of, like, kind of figuring out what that was. So it's basically, like... He's like, I feel like I gave you the wrong instructions on how to charge or like what's right. Uh, oh, right. And that just became a bigger issue because they're like, what? What, what do you fuck? mean you gave us the wrong information? Yeah. Like, what, what do you mean different charge? Like, what's going on? Yeah. So things just keep getting worse. And again, the justice system and cops and whatever. This is like this whole case is just a big fuck up, basically. Pretty much. And Vancouver police, like, I've, I mean, I've got no quarrels with the province of British Columbia. I've never been there. But I've just, I mean, with every police force, I feel like there's always, there's like, always these like little fuck ups, but I've, I, I don't know if it's just because of the stories I specifically listen to, but a lot, there's been a lot of heat with Vancouver police because they just don't seem to really listen to the people when they're right. Nope. Nope. <laughs> they just keep being fucking ridiculous. So finally on December 9th of 2007, the jury's verdict is that Picton is not guilty on six counts of first-degree murder. What? But he is guilty of six counts of second-degree murder. No! And this is where this whole, like, jury charge, like, oh. the, ju- the, the judge got fucked up and weird. And I was like, okay. I don't even know what to say that. So on December 11th, two days later, 2007, Justice, Judge Justice James Williams sentenced Picton to life with no possibility of parole for 25 years. That was the sentencing. They said basically if you get if you get charged with secondary murder, it's 10 to 25 possibly maybe right. parole. So when they did this whole 25 years no life, like for life with no parole, that's the equivalent to what he would have got if he was charged with first degree yeah. murder. Thank goodness they gave him the same charge, but I'm still like annoyed and confused with how why did the charges get changed? Well, and essentially with first degree murder, you had an there's a motive and intent where a second degree murder it's kind of like you can prove evidence but you can't prove motive yeah or like prove that you did it because like there's still confusion with like what was his brother david involved in what did he do well wasn't there a sister there's a sister linda it kind of seems like somewhere in the story she might be included but she kind of fucks off i don't know if she's a part of this or not i don't think she was a part of it but i think she there's a stories where they knew what was going on apparently yeah they hadn't probably had an idea that there was probably some abuse of the sex Workers going on going on but they probably i mean i think david the brother was probably more involved than we'd like than yeah than than we know um i wouldn't suspect it no like i mean i'm not suspected i wouldn't 
I wouldn't be surprised is what I mean. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I completely forget what I just said. Um, I wouldn't you be wouldn't surprised. Expect. I wouldn't expect it yeah. that... More was going on than what we know or thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, it seems like you take all the heat, which very well he did some fucked up shit. And clearly he Well, did. he had a skullet, so, like, there's that. Yeah. It's <laughs> a crime in itself. All right, so... More legal jargon that I don't understand, but we're going to go on. Legal jargon. I know those words. <laughs> so on January 7th, 2008, the attorney general then filed an appeal with the BC Court of Appeals against Picton's acquittals on the first degree murder charge. So that's like the crown appeal. So that's like, there's his defense and then there's like the crown or prosecution yeah. side. So the prosecution side is already giving an appeal I'm against because he got charged second and not first. Yeah, and they probably felt strongly that it was first degree. Yeah. Well, because I'm sorry, but, like, if it was, like, a one isolated incident where it was second degree, like, there was no motive, it just kind of happened, I'm not saying that's okay, but I feel like that would be more considerable in second degree, whereas this, he did not stop with just one. No. He kept fucking going. You're 27 to possibly 50. That's first degree, I'm sorry. That's fucking first degree. But, whatever. So... Crown Appeal, that side, had done this had done this appeal, uh, a filing. Mm-hmm. But, and they told the family that they weren't they weren't going to appeal, though. Like, probably just before what? that, apparently. So, when he didn't tell them, and then they found that he did, that the side didn't appeal. The family's like, what the fuck? Don't jeopardize the whole case if there's not even an appeal on the other side yet. Ooh. But the reason this side did the appeal first is because some about... Someone 30 days expiring post-conviction. There's right. ends two days before theirs does. So if they've waited, then they're going to lose the other chance. Right. So that's why they did this. But just still, even more issues with the legal system are not communicating. Nobody's talking to one another. <laughs> and they'll find out two days later again, because they had a longer extension of the 30 days expiring, that on January 9th, then the defense now files their appeal. And they do that, seeking a new trial on all six counts of second-degree murder, because they think it's bullshit. And I was like, they just went through how many years of this shit? But that's what criminals do. They appeal, appeal, appeal. I went out. I'm innocent. I didn't do anything. They, someone stabbed me. I'm just here with my pigs. (laughs) Yes. So... The BC Court of Appeal issued its decision on January or June 25th, 2009, that the Court of Appeal dismissed the defense by a two-to-one majority. So he wasn't getting right. his trial. Hmm. Sorry, too long. So sad. So could do it. Picton was then entitled to an appeal to the Supreme Court because you keep going up yeah, every time. Yeah, up the chain. Which is still like another annoying thing. Yeah. Um, with first, without first seeking a leave appeal. So you have to do a leave appeal, then you can go to Supreme Court appeal. Whatever. His notice of appeal was filed with the Supreme Court on August 24th, 2009. Then, like a year later, on July 30th, 2010, the Supreme Court of Canada gave its final decision. Picton's appeal, like they affirmed his convictions. He gets to keep, he's staying. He gets them. Hmm. And that he gets a new trial is was unanimously rejected. Like, right. sorry, no can do. No can do! Yes. <laughs> I guess that's why. So... As I keep stating, again, drink. Drink. There's just so many issues with how this case was handled, I think. Oh my gosh, of course. Yeah. And I feel like... Do tell us. I feel... I feel... I'm in my (laughs) feelings that this is just another example of a case where because these women were... There were some of them were Aboriginal. Most of them... Well, all of them, I think, were in the sex trade. Mm -hmm. Some of them had addictions. 
they were looked less upon. Yeah, there was or, something about them that all made them look like. Oh, they probably just left the city because to like vulnerable. F- vul- yeah, they they probably just left to like go somewhere. Are you sure they didn't just run away or like start a new life somewhere else? Like fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off. Just, just fuck, fuck off. Fuck. <laughs> just fuck off. No. And I, I this is such a prime example of. You know, there's a lot of people in Canada right now saying, like, oh, my gosh, like, it's so crazy what's going on in the States with, like, the Black Lives Matter movement, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm so lucky I live in Canada where there's no racism. Fuck off, Karen. Did you see that video with the um, liberal, the Yagnit video? I think it's going to say his name. Oh, uh, the NTP leader? Oh, wait, NTP. Yeah, um, Singh? Yes. Yeah, Jimmy Singh. I, I probably said this. He's first. like, it yeah. happens in Canada. Yeah. No fucking shit. Like... It just, well, even uh, Premier Ford, which, like, don't get me started on that person, mm-hmm. individual, um, he literally was like, oh, yeah, there's no systematic racism in Canada. It's like, are you kidding me? I mean, not in your life as a he, political he was literally, Caucasian man. He was literally, yeah, no, because he's a white Caucasian man, but I think he's he's been alive long enough to remember the fucking residential schools. Which, like, if you don't know about them, look them up. Like, research that shit. Because, honest to God, like, Canada is no better than the States. We're just really good at hiding it with, like... I had read somewhere that they're actually going to introduce that into students' curriculum, which they I think is to. great. They need to. Like, I never learned about residential schools until post-secondary. Yeah. Post-secondary. Like, I spent... I get there's a history course, but there's a lot more important history than some stuff that's covered. Yeah, I learned more about World War Two than I did about my own fucking country. Mm-hmm. All in all, we're saying that we as Canadians are no better than what's going on with our, you know, siblings of the South below us. We still have a fucking long way to go. And this case actually is such, like, such a good one to cover because it shows that we, even recently as 2010, have been dealing with not listening to people of color, not listening to people... Um, you know, who are not in the same line of work as us, who, mm-hmm. you know, choose to be, well, choose or, you know, are in the sex trade for whatever reason they decide to be, whether they choose or they're, you know, mm-hmm. however. They need to put a roof over the head, they need to yeah, make some money. exactly. Yes. Like, you gotta do what you gotta do. Once again, no judgment here, because, like, yeah, probably better than my fucking nine to five, let me tell you that, for straight, but, like, it's just, it's just so fucking frustrating. Yeah. Our justice system is so fucked. Ugh! Gonna give you some more anger points here. So. Right in autumn, ready to fucking <laughs> lift this table and throw it at the next. Throw it Throwing, throw it at the next Karen that complains about fucking protesting. Yes. So they got charged with the sixth. They kept whatever. Still, those remaining twenty out there. Well, yes, yeah. and like, okay, part right. of me, I get it. If there's no physical evidence, it's really fucking hard to make a case. Yes. I, I understand the logistics of it. But, but can't believe they just dismissed. And I, like, yeah. there's two, there's two, I get there's two sides. Like, he's not going to get any longer of a conviction. Okay. But right. still just the, like, the, I don't know, the gratification of knowing that he is now, like, that's pinned to him, that he is dealing with that. There's a person, like, there's a name attached to who... Like who, did who, did, it? who did it? Yeah. Because I think as humans, we're constantly looking for somewhere to put our blame. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not saying that as like a negative connotation. I'm saying that as like we need to, we need, we need an answer. We're constantly as human beings looking for answers and looking for like where to put, mm-hmm. you know, A plus B equals C. 
Yeah. In this case, it's like a plus b equals z plus 3 minus 2 divided by 67. The so square root of 5. Okay. The square root of 5. <laughs> find x. Like, it's so... Yeah. So, there's still this 20 out there. Yeah. And I get it. Like, there's two sides that... They, he, they, he's not going to get any longer. Okay. Because he did get changed with, like, the sentencing was equal to a first-degree murder. He's getting right. life with no parole. But then there's also the family members that are like, okay, I'm like, no, he's not pinned with that. But I'm a little happy that we don't have to like drudge through those details that be published yeah. out there forever for the, like those well, victims to know. And it's hard for them too because they have to keep going through the justice system. Yeah, like look how many years this took in general for just this shit. Like that's a like. Like this could be this has to be a separate trial again. Yeah. For these like 20. yes, he's getting life and he's gonna rot in a jail cell, but that those families have to spend the rest of their lives. Without that person. And though the younger generations will have to continuously hear about that without that person being there. Mm-hmm. Hear about the whole fuckery of the system. So there's that. 20 victims should have been heard in a separate trial, but ultimately it was stayed on August 4th, 2010. Just nothing's going to come of it. That's Fair the enough. end of it. Yeah, okay. Just... Then there's the Vancouver Police Department apologizes to the families on how, ah! they, how they wish they didn't make, so, didn't make mistakes and they caught him sooner. No comments. Also promised to do an exhaustive review of the missing, the missing woman investigation. Yeah. Which they f- fucking should have done in the first place if their fucking white ass heads weren't so shoved up each other's fucking arseholes. God, I'm raged. <laughs> like, well, and, and next. And like, okay, to be fair, humans make mistakes. Yes. I will, I will say, like, I'm not, we're not just shitting on cops because, oh my God, like, it's, you know, the thing to do right now. No, people make mistakes. We, we understand that because we're humans. We're going to make fucking mistakes. We're frustrated because in this case particularly, there's just so many mistakes linked so to the cops. Missed... So many overlooks. Yeah. So many missed opportunities. Exactly. That there shouldn't be a fucking apology. To the point where lives could have been saved. Yes. And I think if you're in that profession where you are responsible for protecting and serving your community, hey... Maybe take everybody's life seriously, not just someone who's white. And maybe not someone who works a nine to five. And maybe someone who's not named Karen. I don't know. I'm really picking on Karen today. If we have any Karen listeners, like No hate. No tea, no shade, no pink lemonade, but like It's the same. Okay, if you're a Karen listener and you have like a momager haircut, you can check your vibe, man. So, they gave their apology. Bullshit, uh-huh. whatever. In December 2012, the Missing Women Commission of an Inquiry issued its final report, titled Forsaken was the title. Oof. The inquiry said, blatant failures by police, including inept criminal investigative work, compounded by police and societal bias against prostitutes and indigenous women had led to a tragedy of epic proportions. That line in itself is just like... That sums up how frustrated we are and what well, we feel. Well, not only that, but I feel like that should just be... Like, when you walk in the courthouse, that should be, like, like on the walls. Like, hey... Like, think of that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. We gotta really focus in. We gotta, like, you know, check ourselves, because... Uh, see that fuck up there? See that fuck up there? <laughs> That's a pretty big fuck up. Yeah. So, that kind of sums up everything up. Got a last little tidbit that... Oh. During a court hearing on finally August 4th, 2010, as we said, like that's when the state was decided that they're not doing the 20 anymore. Right. That uh, Judge uh, Judge Williams stated that Picton would be committed to a federal penitentiary because up until that whole point, 
he was just held in a provincial pretrial institution because it took so long to get through his trial. Right. So he was just like in a little probably like needy, like not... Not Max. Not Max. We're getting there. Oh, God. So, yeah, they transferred him to a federal penitentiary in 2010. And then now, as is recent, and this isn't for sure, this is all allegations based on a victim's family member heard this. They might have been informed because they're a victim, obviously. Right. So in June 2018, he was allegedly transferred from Kent Institution in BC, the Mm -hmm. federal penitentiary, to Fort Cartier, one in Quebec, which is buddy old pals with where our Russell Williams is. Ew! They're probably like, ew! Having ghost stories through the walls of solitary or whatever. <laughs> ew! So okay. Also, he's like Robert Pickens, seventy now. How much you want to bet he like doesn't make it past seventy-five? We hope. <laughs> <laughs> A girl can dream. <laughs> so I was wondering. Can we go back to astrology for a second. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to read the Scorpio horoscope for today. Okay. Okay, so... And just, for just, just for today. And I don't know, we can maybe make it make it like a little segment. <laughs> Your thing? Maybe, yeah. Okay. Um, but also just so people kind of know. So when Christy and I record, we tend to do a lot of recording in one go. Yes. Because of our life style. Distance. Yeah. Yes. Chris, yeah. Christy and I live an hour apart. Yes. Almost. Is that an hour? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Christy sometimes works weekends. I'm trying not to burn my house down most weekends. Um, so we're recording this like June 20th, but this probably won't come out till like, fuck, I don't even remember, like July. Yeah. So, you know, if you're listening and you're like, oh my God, like they're, you know, talking about all these things that have like way passed, it's because we're recording it early. Oh yeah. I never even thought of that. Yeah. I know. I know. Well, and just because I'm going to bring it up because I know we chatted about it and why the fuck not? I'm comfortable. I've already had a drink in me. So we, in episode 11, we did Walt Disney. Yes. And I was kind of humming and hawing. Um, I mean, we've already released it at this point um, because it was already in the plan before kind of everything went down. So the reason why I was kind of like, I don't know if we should release it is because like there was some kind of, some kind of, I don't know the word. People thought Walt Disney was racist. And yeah. essentially, like, I'm not, I, I, I mean, who fucking knows? He's dead now. It's kind mm-hmm. of all that matters. But essentially, I just kind of want to address, like, you know, maybe we didn't release it in, like, the right environment. Yes. But we also are, we weren't like, oh, my God, yeah, like, he's, he was a great man. No, he was kind of fucking weird. We and... made our points during that episode of, like, how we felt and whatnot. Yeah. And once again, we just don't sound racist, so, like, kick rocks if you're racist. (laughs) Like, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, Okay, so the horoscope for today, June 20th, 2020, for Scorpio, Mr. Robert Pinkton. Emotional conversations could be very distracting for you today, so try to avoid conflict or pushing anyone's buttons. If you have to tell people what they want to hear in order to keep them happy, then do it. That sounds fitting. That sounds fitting. This isn't the day to pick any fights. Rather, it is the day to pull all your energy into creating harmony and making sure that everyone gets along. There are much bigger things at stake than being right or getting your own way. I feel like he's not following his astrology. I feel like that astrology would have been better for him to hear when this is happening. But when he was bleeding. 
just don't classify it. Just fucking admit it. Like, yeah. you did it. Piece of shit. Anyways, that was... The conclusion of our yeah. story. I'll go through my sources. Yes, go through your story. So, or, as, your story. Your sources. <laughs> as per usual, Wiki. Wikipedia. Uh, the Robert Picton Case by the Canadian Encyclopedia. <laughs> by Edwards Butts. Butts. Uh, a star article, Picton's Mother Was a Key Influence <gasps> by Stevie Cameron. Ooh. The Big Book of Serial Killers by Jack Rosewood and co-author Rebecca Lowe, courtesy of... You. I have best book. Order it on Amazon. Yes. And Murderpedia, Robert Picton Story by Juan Ignacio Blanco. Nice. So, that's the story today. I hope you enjoyed our rants of frustration. But I hope you enjoyed the story overall. Just be like getting it reheard, what the specific details were, stuff we didn't know. Yeah. How things today, which seems scary, is still being seen back when what was happening with police problems. Well, even like 10 years ago. Yeah, that's literally only 10 years ago. Like, and I think it's great to tell stories like this to kind of show like, hey, just because we're up in Canada, yeah, we're known to be nice and polite and say A and drink our Timmy's and whatnot. Shit um, still happens. Shit still fucking happens. Like, we're no better than any other place. We still have racism. We still have fucking biases. And, I mean, we don't. We don't have that mentality or we try not to. We're trying to educate ourselves not mm. to. Um... But yeah, Canada's not fucking perfect. No. It's fucking frustrating as hell some days, especially when, you know, shit like this happens. Yeah. You hear this. And if, you're, you. and if you're wondering where you can order yourself some pig puri, 60 milliliters for $14.99, <laughs> please email. I'm kidding. <laughs> Anyways, hit us up with where they can find us. Yes. So yes. come to any of our platforms. We are on, as you should know by now, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Please write a review. Thanks. Google, Google Podcast, Breaker, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and go find us on Good Pods. Email us any ideas, any feedback. Just email us about anything you want. Just say really. hello. Oh, Our yeah. email's full of junk right now and fucking sucks. That's depressing. It's really depressing. But hit us up on Weird Distractions Podcast at Outlook.com. Twitter, tweet, tweet us, us. Tweet at us. Weird Distraction, Weird Distract I, number one. That's at Weird Distract I, number one. And our Insta page at Weird Distractions Pod. I will say on Twitter, you'll probably notice that, like we, I like I think we retweet a lot of other podcasts, like kind of smaller. Yeah, we're all trying to get out there. We're trying to get a little bigger, get some recognition. Yeah, and like as of right now, we're not making a profit off this. No, by any means. Like that's not our goal. Our goal was to literally just provide like a distraction for us from for us COVID. for you and just. And yeah. Joy telling stories. Yeah. And we like really fucked up shit. So like, here we go. Um, once again, thank you for this story. You're welcome. It was actually kind of nice not to like. Have to like speak the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I feel great. How do you feel? <laughs> I enjoyed all the other times, but I actually enjoyed reading that. So yeah. mm. you're going to have to maybe do another one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we do have some pretty cool stuff in the works. I uh, can't really spill the tea quite yet. Yes. Just in case of. You know, anything happens, but uh, we got some got some big big plans coming up. Possible interviews. Possible interviews. Guest appearances from people. From people. People you don't know. People you might know. People that you're gonna know. You wanna know. Not Robert Picton, because I hope he dies. <laughs> we don't we don't wish death on many people, but you're a shitty person. Yes. Shitty. All right. I think it's time to holler out. Holler out, and remember. You can always find distraction in the busiest of times if one simply looks for the weird. Also, J.K. Rowling is canceled. Bye! Bye!
Hi, I'm Eric Carter-Landine, and you might know me from True Consequences Podcast. And I'm Alex, and you may not know me at all. And, and we, we are, are Dos, Dos Pukenos. Join us weekly as we tell you all about the paranormal in New Mexico. We will cover aliens, ghosts, and other weird happenings and phenomena. You can find Dos Pukenos wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Stay spooky, and don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review Dos Pukenos. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dos Pukenos. Peace!